going to talk about wearing a talus that is not your own, both in, uh, in regards to borrowing a talus for the entire davening, putting on a talus that's not your own for uh, being a shliach sibor, for getting an aliyah. So let's start with the Gemara. There's a Gemara Masechah Shulun Daf Kuf Yeram Beis. The Gemara appears in Menachos and Daf Mem Dal Ramad Aleph as well. The Gemara says Talus Shuula Kol Shloshim Yom Petur Menatzitzis. If you borrow a begel of Dal Kanfos for the first thirty days that you have that begel of Dal Kanfos, it is potter from Tzitzis. After thirty days, it's chayiv in Tzitzis. So Tosus and Chulin over there points out, and the Rush over there also in Chulin Simun Chavav point out that Midar Raisa, really you should be part of forever. That there's no din of 30 days Midar Raisa. Midar Raisa, you're always part of Tzitzis. The Rabbanon just thought that after 30 days it's going to start to look like it belongs to you. And therefore the Rabbanon were misakin, since it's going to appear to be yours, you should uh, put on Tzitzis after 30 days. So when you borrow a talis for less than 30 days, L'chora, you have no chiv. If you have no chiv, there should be no bracha. So the Rishonim discuss this. Tosos and the Rush say that that's taka true. There's no bracha when you borrow a talis for less than 30 days. Aye, women make a bracha mitzvah shazman grama, according to the minog of the Ashkenazim and the Rabbinatam against the Rambam. Women make a bracha mitzvah shazman grama. Suma makes a bracha, even if a suma is part of mitzvahs. So why wouldn't we say that if you borrow a talis, you should make a bracha also, even though you're not chayiv, but at least you can make a bracha on it, even though you're not chayiv in the mitzvah. So the Tulsas point out that no, it's different. The Barotalis is different because nobody is obligated in a Barotalis. Anyone who's not a woman is chayiv in this Seishazman Grama. If you're not a Sumer, you're chayiv in mitzvos. But by a Barotalis, nobody's chayiv, and therefore it's not shayich to make a bracha on such a thing at all. That's how Tulsas and the Rush say. Nimuke Yosef writes that really he thinks you should make a bracha on a Barotalis. But to be choshesh, you know, based on our minute that we make brachas of mitzvah shazman grama. But if the baliatosos aren't happy with it, so out of respect for the baliatosos, we won't make a bracha on a borrowed talis. The rush, however, then throws in the the detail that changes the whole halacha. The rush says it's true. You would not make a bracha on a borrowed talis because it's borrowed. It's not yours. There's no mitzvah on a borrowed talis. But if someone already gives you a talis mitzuyetzes. Not just a talus that doesn't have, that has four corners but doesn't have any tzitzis on it. He gives you a talus that already has tzitzis on it. What is he giving it to you for if not for the mitzvah? So it must be that you have to assume that he's not giving it to you to borrow. He's giving it to you as a matan al-manasahir so that you can get the mitzvah. It must be assumed that he's giving it as a matan al-manasahir in order to get the mitzvah. Very similar to what the Gemara Moikat and Dav Chavzayin and Beis talks about when you borrow someone else's beged, do you tear Kriya on it? So if you just say, hey, can I borrow your shirt? And then it happens to be that you go visit Yerushalayim or, uh, you know, Rahman al-Islan, someone loses a karov. So then you're not allowed to tear Kriya on someone else's baguette. But if you tell the guy, listen, I'm going to visit my very ill father. Can I borrow your baguette? So then you're allowed to tear Kriya on it because the assumption is he's giving it to you to be able to do that mitzvah. So if someone gives you a talis mitzvah the assumption is he's giving it to you so that you can do the mitzvah. And the only way to do the mitzvah is if he gives it to you as a matan al-nas So you have the right to assume that that's his stam das. So now let's go, that's the basic Gemara and Rishon. Now let's go into halacha. Three cases. Number one, borrowed from a friend. Number two, borrow from a friend for an aliyah, not for the extended davening. And number three, if you borrow from a shul. So, Aleph, if you borrow from a friend to use for davening, Shulchan Arachim and Yudal Tzif Gimel, Paskins like the Rush, that if you're borrowing a talus that's already mitzuyetzes, you make a bracha. The Magen Avram and Rova Chronim agree with that psak. 
that if I come into a shul and I don't have a talus, my friend has a talus, I borrow his talus for the entire davening, I make a bracha on that talus. The Taz writes that you'd only make a bracha if it was explicitly given to you as a matan al-manas lahachzir. If it wasn't explicitly given to you as a matan al-manas lahachzir, the Taz says, not like the Rush, you would not make a bracha. Mishra says, look, we don't paskin like the Taz, but matov manayin, best to ask the, the, the person to give it to you as a matan al-manas lahachzir. If you're going to have to borrow a talus anyway, might as well be yotze all the shitos. And not borrow it, but take it instead as a matanam so that you can make the bracha. That's done when you borrow from a friend for an extended period of time. What if you're borrowing just for an aliyah, just for a short period of time, not for the entire davening? So the Mishaburu quotes the Yamshel Shlomo that there's no bracha because it's probably he's probably just giving it to you for levisha and not as a matanam He just wants you to have something or whatever else, he doesn't really have intention to give it to you to do the mitzvah because you need this for the mitzvah of tzitzis. Mishabura, however, quotes the Magen Avram who thinks that you would still make a bracha. That even if you're borrowing from a friend just for a short period of time to get an aliyah, he thinks the, the, in the name of the Magen Avram that you do get an aliyah, that you do make a bracha. And he quotes from the Derech HaChayim that the best thing to do is have kavana not to be it, and then you won't need to make a bracha. So if uh, you're getting an aliyah and someone hands you, uh, you know, your father hands you his talis, or someone hands you the talis, just have kavana that you don't want to be yotze with that talis. They don't want not you don't want to be yotze. They don't want to be kona that talis. Mimele, it's for sure a talis sheula, and if it's a talis sheula, there's no bracha. So then you won't have to make a bracha. What if you're borrowing from the shul? You take the shul's talis, the yeshiva's talis. It's a talis that's owned not by an individual who's giving it to you. So the Mishra writes in the name of the El Yerabah, the Primagadim, and the Derech HaChayim, that you make a bracha because they buy it with the condition that anybody who wears it will be it. So when you're using a shul talis, yeshiva talis, Mishra quotes from several achronim to yes, make a bracha because it was made to be koneh. The Bira Lacha in Dibra Maskal Sha'ela, Sha'ala Kshimutsuyatas, writes that you should have to make a bracha anyway, even without the Savara that they're buying it al Dasdish it, because who owns it? If you belong to that shul, if you're a member of that shul, it's a talis shal shutvin. It's a talis that belongs to every member in the shul. So if you're all shutvin together in the talis, it is your talis. And when you put on your talis, you for sure have to make a bracha. When you put on your own talis. So that's what the Biralacha says. The one could have said that if you're borrowing the Shul's talis, you're not borrowing the Shul's talis. You're a Shutaf. You own it also. And if you own as long as you're a member of that Shul, so you own it also, you should also make a bracha. And he suggests that maybe you could argue otherwise. Maybe you could argue on that second reason to make a bracha. Because he says maybe since we own less than a Shavar Pruta of it, it can't be ours. Very similar to Rashi. Based on Rashi Masechusuko, where Rashi talks about owning something, Pachs Mishav Prut is not called ownership. We discussed that Rashi at length. Not time to go into it now. And therefore, the Chubasvan Hagos and Chelgal Simon Lamad Gimel, the Hartzvi and Chelgal Simon Yudzayin point out that having Kavana not to be Kona won't help though. Meaning, if, if you have Kavana, if you actually hold of this Svara that you own it already, having Kavana not to be Kona when you take it is not going to work for this Svara because you already own it. Having Kavana not to be Kona is not going to work on something that you already own. 
If the whole svara is that minastam, the shul is trying to be magnet to you, and they're magnet to whoever uses it, well, they can't be magnet to you balkarcho. So if you have kavanah not to be konit, so then you wouldn't make a bracha. But if the svara is that you are already an owner of it, then having kavanah not to be konit will not help. Biralach then quotes from the Sefer Pischei Sha'arim, who writes that if you don't put it on bederach atifa. You just put it over the guf, and you don't do the whole atifa with the rosh and everything. Then there's no need for a bracha. That even if it's the shul talis, b'derech kinyin, you had kavanah to be konit, you own part of it, but you're only putting it on, you know, the shul talis, not b'derech atifa. So there's no need for a bracha. Biralacha rejects that because he says we hold atifa is not ma'akev. We paskin that the atifa is not ma'akev the mitzvah. You get the mitzvah without an atifa. Um, and he says that you definitely have kavana for levishas tzitzis, not just for kavod bialma, because mitzvah strich is kavana. So uh, obviously you need to. You, there's definitely kavana for uh, for the actual tzitzis. So he's, he thinks is what 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 it seems to emerge from the mishum bru and the biralacha is definitely when you're using a shul's talis uh, to make a bracha, even if it's, you're just using it for the aliyah. For a short period of time, it would seem what the Mishaburu Biralacha concludes is that you should make a bracha, and once you're going to be making the bracha, you should do everything that would therefore put you in a situation where it's a vaday bracha, meaning uh, you should do it pederachatifa and all the rest, just to you know matav manam to be to be very safe. However, uh, it seems that the overwhelming minag Yisrael is not this way. If you just look around in shuls in Klal Yisrael. People don't make a bracha when they borrow a talis for davening, when they borrow for to daven for the yamud, when they borrow when they take the shul's talis to uh, to get an aliyah, to get hagba galila. The overwhelming minig Yisrael seems to be that people do not make a bracha. So why is that so, and is that at all justifiable? Rav Shlomo Zalman in Halicha Shlomo Paragimel Sifyud Bey says that not only that, even if you do derech hatifa. The minute is we don't make a bracha. Even if you do put it over your head, you get you get an aliyah. And when we get an aliyah, uh, the minute is uh, at least married people they put the talis over their head. So you take the shul's talis for an aliyah at mincha and you put it over your head or something. So uh, that would be uh, he would hold that you, uh, you you or you or to be the balkore at mincha and you put it over your head. So the halich shlomer of shlomer zalm says the minute is there that we don't make a bracha there either. In Rivos Ephraim, Rav Ephraim Greenblatt writes in Yudalid that what you should do is just to be safe, since that's the minhag, if you're going to observe that minhag, is if you're a member of the shul, you should be mafkir, you're part of the talis. Whatever chilek you own in that talis, you should be mafkir in advance. And he says you don't need to do the hafkir in front of anybody. You know, there's no strict dinim of the hafkir. Just be mafkir, that, uh, that you, don't want the, you don't want ownership of the talis. Then you vaday won't need a bracha. Piskei Tshuvas then points out that it's best to have the people who donate the talis, if you're a shul, if you're running a shul, it's best to have the people who donate the talis not to donate the talis, but to say, look, this is my talis, I'm leaving it here, if anyone needs it, they're free to borrow it, but it's a borrowed talis if you borrow it. And a borrowed talis, the halacha is, you don't make a bracha on a borrowed talis. So good, so then it will be accessible for everybody, and they won't, uh, they won't have to make a bracha. Um, if uh, you if, if let's say the shul's funds paid for the talus, then the, what he suggests is be makne it to one guy, make it belong to one person, and then have him say that this is my talus and I'm just uh, leaving it here for whoever, for whoever needs it. Rav Sternbach writes that also you have to pay attention who owns the yeshiva, who owns the shul, is it a non 
for profit uh, public organization that's owned by everybody who uh, participates and pays membership, or is there like is it like Hasidic Shtibel where the, the, the you know the Ruv owns the you know that that uh, that that shul and it's his and everyone you know pays membership to him and everything you know it all goes through him. So if that's the case, it's owned privately. Then there's no need for this. Then the Talisim are owned privately and they're definitely just a din of Talish Ula. You wouldn't have any of these questions of ownership that it's partially yours. It's not partially yours. It belongs to the guy who owns the place. But what you see over here, this is one of those unique examples, one of those great examples of where if you just read the books, you get one impression and you look at what Kalal Yisrael does and you get another impression. It seems that the overwhelming min of Yisrael is not to make brachos on these, in these types of situations when you're using a yeshiva-owned or, uh, or, or shul-owned talis. And there's, the post can work hard to justify that minna again. Rav Shlomo Zalman apparently did not make a bracha when he would use the shul talis. He would not make a bracha on, uh, on such a talis because that was minna Yisrael. Now, once you're not making a bracha, so again, best to be mafkir, best to make a situation where you vada don't have to make a bracha, but he, he held that you would follow the minna in this type of situation.